0: Hi, welcome to another Pharmacy Practice podcast. Um, I think this must be our uh, longest range podcast this morning. We're, we're doing a podcast to Australia for the first time. Um, I was very interested in a study about um, pharmacy le- pharmacy technician-led um, waste management scheme. Um, and we've got a couple of the authors on the line. Would you like to introduce yourselves, guys?
1: Hi, this is Julie. Jules Tisdell from Queensland
2: and this is Michelle Edmonds one of the pharmacists based here in Brisbane Australia.
0: Good morning well what what time is it with you guys?
2: Oh good afternoon Jonathan yeah it's 4 30 p.m here for us in the afternoon.
0: Yeah good afternoon that's nice for (laughs) thanks for reminding (laughs) me it's half six in the morning here (laughs) on that on that bombshell we'll get going so go and go and just tell me tell me all about your research what what was it what was it about basically?
2: I might let um I'll let Jules start this off actually. She was the one that kick started this back in two thousand and sixteen. Um so she'll know a little bit more about the background. I will caveat, you know, we're quite novice researchers. I would say this would be our first publication, which is very exciting. Um and we had a lot of help along the way, but it was something that Jules is very passionate about. So I will let her explain the background of how this all kicked off,
1: really. Cool. Um yeah, so basically what happened um I had had a lot of experience from private pharmacy, um, and obviously, in private pharmacy, you're very conscious about how much money, uh, how much money you're wasting, and things like that. And so, um, I just identified that in the in the government, we were throwing out a lot of different medications due to storage um, and things like that. And I spoke to a few pharmacists and said, "Oh, look, you know." How can we make this, you know, a bit better and uh, reduce wastage? And then we decided to do um, audits on how much money we actually did waste. And um, then we decided to do educations and then it just led on to different audits and and this publication. But obviously, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the support of the pharmacist and the team um, that I work with, um, which I'm very grateful for. And we've definitely seen some really solid results. So it's great.
0: Okay, and was your research broadly positive? Was it? What What were the findings?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, there, so we did education. So first, all that we did, we identified that we threw out one hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars worth of uh, medications, approximately. Um, so then we identified the reasons why. So whether or not it was in a category of being unboxed. Um, an injection that's protect from light, stored incorrectly and things like that. And then we made up a slideshow and our mission as a department was to go up and educate all the ward nurses um, on how to store medications correctly. Um, and the feedback that we got from the nurses is they love the training, they actually weren't aware of that if they didn't put something back in their original package that we would throw it out. Um, and ever since then, because of, as a the hospital as a whole, they've taken a really, you know, a real shine to trying to reduce wastage and um, they've made it their mission and that wouldn't happen if, if it was just one person trying to do it. It's been a real team effort. So it's been really positive um, and it's been a real, you know, it's a real inspiration sort of thing. I don't know, for other assistants to be like, okay, I can't make a little difference, you know, even if it's just identifying something. As anything's not quite right, and then doing a bit of auditing and things like that to see if you can make a difference. So yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's it's no, it's an interesting area, um, and I'm always interested to highlight um, more advanced roles for pharmacy technicians as well. Um, so did the pharmacy tech tell me about the education around all this? Did the pharmacy technicians? Deliver the education for the other technicians themselves, or how, do, how did how that work?
1: So um, myself and one of the um, pharmacists, a senior pharmacist in the hospital, we uh, made a slide show up to do on the to take up to the nurses on the ward. Um, so it was myself and a, and a clinical pharmacist, senior pharmacist in the hospital. We had to have a pharmacist with us obviously because when you're going up to a ward nurses may ask clinical questions and things like that and i didn't want to be answering any questions out of my scope of practice so um it was really really great to have the either the senior pharmacist who did the slideshow with me made the slideshow or either the ward pharmacist so it was a real team effort and i suppose it showed that the team we bond together, even though they're technicians or assistants or whatever you get called in Australia, you're still working together with another allied health professional and it was really great. Yeah. So, sorry,
2: Jules, I'm not sure if she said that at the
1: beginning, but Jules is the um, pharmacy technician, one of the
2: senior pharmacy technicians here. So, um, in conjunction with the pharmacists, they came up with that wastage um, education package and delivered it um, throughout the hospital and it was really well received and obviously what it's done since then, that was the initial training and it's gone on um, after we found out how positively it was received and the difference it made. So we now have about three other technicians trained yep. to do the education. Yep. So the second phase of that, which you know goes beyond this, this um, article that we put out. So we now have a couple of the technicians all trained up to do these education sessions. And then they just go up with the usual ward pharmacist and deliver these package, training packages to the nursing staff.
0: Very good no it feels it feels like something that is quite safe and also quite appropriate for pharmacy technicians to be doing um to, just out of interest um what's next with the for the research if you if you had if you had a grant for a million pounds what would you where would you take the research next? what are the unanswered questions around it?
1: Do more education, I love doing education. So, I don't know, spending the time to make that wastage that we've dropped it down to, uh, we decreased it by $44,000 to get it right down would be my mission (laughs) to try and um, really reduce that wastage, Um, not only for cost reasons, but for the environment. You know, we're very lucky in Australia to have all these medications Available for us, but some other countries aren't, and I think you just got to think of the uh, the bigger picture of trying to re- reduce that wastage. Um, and yeah, that's what yeah. I want. I think you know when we did this research, really what
2: we did was we found one avenue that we could potentially look at fixing. But when you look at the entire, um, I guess, supply chain and all that sort of things, you know, there's multiple areas where you could potentially target. Um, with a million dollars I'm sure we could do a lot of things but certainly I think one of the main things that we did try to get out of this was ward-based technicians Mm. so it's a real um, I guess disappointment that our technicians don't have the scope that we would potentially like them to Um, and other hospitals who have ward technicians they do fantastic things and they do other audits and they um, help out with medications up on the ward but we don't have that so I think for a million dollars, I mean, you'd have to look at a lot of different places in that supply chain and dispensing chain and prescribing chain about where you could make a difference. But I think the first thing that we would like to do is potentially get ward-based texts at the hospital. That would be fantastic.
0: Cool. Yeah, no, that's interesting. So you, you spoke about um, upstream kind of prescribing, decision-making. I suppose that's that's part of preventing waste, getting, getting folk to use the medications properly and stuff but this is very much at the end downstream isn't it
2: yeah this is a sort of a roundabout this is this is to do probably with supply so it probably ends up somewhere in the middle actually i guess so we looked at and this is the distribution part of the pharmacy um in the hospital us supplying up to the wards on the impressed um and supplying up inpatient supplies and things and so this is the point where we did our research is really at the point of where those medications come back down to pharmacy and what we do with them so we've got quite a robust process and procedure that I think Jules has written um, in conjunction with a few other people, guidelines about what is acceptable to reuse within a safety point of view um, and what we need to throw away because we can't can't reuse it. So this looked at, you know, what are we throwing away and how do we fix that? Because potentially some of the things that we throw away, you know, we don't need to, but it, inc- it required sort of the whole hospital really to get on board. And the nurses have been fantastic as well in really taking this on board. Um, just knowing the process was really empowering for them that they then realised that actually they can make a difference from their end. So, yeah, it's probably somewhere in the middle of that supply chain, I feel, but, you know, it's really only one small area of the whole bigger problem, I guess, that's out there, not just at our hospital, but Australia-wide and really worldwide.
0: Brilliant. No, it sounds like a a really really worthy intervention. Um, Congratulations. Um, when I've when I've got you, because I I don't I don't Skype um, or I don't talk to um, Australian pharmacy professionals as as much as I'd like to, to be honest. So there's quite a bit of debate in terms of the roles for pharmacy technicians in in the UK and stuff at the moment. Um, this sounds like a really good, um, as I've said, really good role for for um, pharmacy technicians to kind of do a, do something a bit more advanced. Is there a couple of questions? Is there a difference between um, pharmacy technician practice in community versus hospital? I know this project was based in hospital, and what's the, what's the education and training for pharmacy technicians? Could it could it be better, for example, in in, um, in Australia? Like in the UK, for example, um, pharmacy technicians have to register with the General Pharmaceutical Council. So, are there similar arrangements in place?
1: Um, yeah, that's a great question. So in Australia, um, community pharmacy, because um, I did 12 years in community and I've been in um, with Queensland Health for four and a half years, it's, uh, the role is very different. Um, so in community pharmacy, you'll have your own certificate that you can do, like Certificate 3 in community pharmacy or a management certificate and things like that. And then in hospital pharmacy, you'll have a Certificate 3 in hospital pharmacy and, or a certificate for a hospital pharmacy, but they're not, um, they're not really streamlined together, if that makes sense. Um, and then obviously in different states, they have different rules and things like that. So I know um, one of our, um, I know that one of the pharmacy groups called the SHPA are working on streamlining all that um, process and they're doing a fantastic job on that. Um, which will make it, you know, consistent throughout Australia Um, and then hopefully we will have technicians um, registered as well because as a technician you want to be, I feel, like I want to be uh, registered. I take a lot of pride in my job um, and I feel that, yeah, it would be a great achievement if we could be a registered profession um, as well like the UK. I definitely think that that's where most... Quite a lot of technicians would like to head down, so yeah, it is very. Hopefully,
0: it'll happen soon. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, the <clears throat> I was at <clears throat> I was at the Association of Pharmacy Technicians in the UK's annual conference last year, and I actually had the privilege to to do a talk at it, and um, just walking around some of the you know and seeing some of the work pharmacy technicians in this country are are, are doing is it's quite uplifting um and in many cases quite inspiring actually um some of the research they're doing is 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 amazing as you're doing and also some of the the more advanced roles particularly in hospital um you know some some of the guys over here working in very highly specialized areas like aseptics and um chemotherapy and um this doesn't come across as patronising but I was just really impressed by I was thinking gosh I didn't realise pharmacy technicians did so much Um, (laughs) but there has I must be honest to say there has been a bit of a debate about the initial education and training and 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 the registration of pharmacy technicians here too but but to be honest that's all to the good because um, as a pharmacist I I think we need pharmacy technicians to to do a lot more and and be a lot better and 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 I can apply that logic to uh, to pharmacists as well. So that's why I was drawn to your study because it was it was kind of um, you know I guess you picked something um, that is really pharmacy technicians' home territory, haven't you? So um, no, thanks very much for um, for coming on the podcast and explaining your your research. It's been really cool.
2: Yeah, no, and I think I think the beauty of what this research does is it really shows that, you know, technicians have obviously the ability to do this sort of work, definitely, and it really just complements our role. You know, pharmacists, you know, as a lot of other industries, we're quite time poor as everyone is. But I feel like if we can use our Ward Techs absolutely to do, you know, to really complement our job, um, then at the end of the day that's that's a win for everyone, that's a win for the patients, that's a win for the healthcare system. So Yeah, definitely, and I think think that's the nice thing about our study is we picked something that was quite, you know, kind of simple in concept really, but, you know, the impact that it showed was fantastic. So, you know, just one small thing can potentially lead to bigger and better things.
1: Exactly, and I think it's like it's definitely been a great um, experience to be able to work with, um, you know, Michelle Larnus and Tane work closely beside them you know it's it's great so it sort of helps break down walls if there's between pharmacists and technicians so i think it's awesome doing projects like this together um and also as a technician you learn a lot more about research and hopefully you can go on and do more within your career so it's been great
0: absolutely no thanks very much and um I think uh, I think for a follow up interview I should probably come to Australia. I think that would be best.
1: Yeah, vice versa. <laughs> we'll come to Scotland, hey?
2: <laughs>
1: Good stuff. Today, uh, a research trip,
0: yeah. Ab- absolutely. No, it's lovely how we can. Um, it's something I want to do a lot more of with the podcast. Is, um I'm, I'm, you know, started to speak to authors of 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 pharmacy practice research. Um this is the first international one but um hopefully the first of many i think um lots of the stuff in your study is is absolutely relevant to um pharmacy and pharmacy technician practice in the uk so yeah i think we're very lucky that we can we can have a blether over uh, over the podcast and um and share ideas and stuff so it's been it's been lovely talking to you hey, great. Thank,
2: thank you me. very much thanks Gemma. we feel quite privileged to be the first australians on your podcast yeah
0: yeah yeah Action
2: um is
1: strong
0: <laughs> very good well, a lot it's, of
1: people it's, say it's a very strong accent and australian accent so i hope you can understand what i'm saying
0: i can't understand you but my my uh, exposure to australian people well i've got a very good friend uh in pharmacy circles who's from australia but um the only other exposure is through neighbors i'm afraid
2: Okay. sounds like yeah that's quite typical i think yeah
0: joe joe mangle yeah, and quite... joe, joe mangle and Buncher the dog you know
2: <laughs> probably not our finest export but there you go <laughs>
0: yeah I, I thought that might insult you i'm so sorry
2: um, no it's quite fine
0: <laughs> cool well um more importantly it's coming up uh, it's coming up to be five o'clock with you so it's time you had a gin and tonic so Um, I'm going to have my breakfast, you have a gin and tonic, and um, hopefully we'll speak soon. Excellent.
2: Thanks, Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you.
1: Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.